Good afternoon, CJ. Uh, good afternoon, JB. How are you, bud? I'm going well, brother. I'm going well. How That's are good. you? Yeah, not bad. Not badly. Bit, um, yeah, a bit cool at the moment. I think it's got a bit cooler, don't you think? I think it was a nice day, but then the wind wind blew up. Yeah, brother. I know. It was good this morning, wasn't it? Beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. Mm, very nice, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, um, going okay. Going okay, I think. Went for my first walk but, um, after a, a kind of a, what do you call it, a spell? After a spell? Yeah, Fresh back so, after a spell? Yeah, yeah, just a bit shorter. Did 5K, so that was okay. That's a good little one. Yeah. I think I'll stick to that for the, probably this week. Then they okay? Yeah, well, it's a little bit, yeah, it's, you can feel it at the end, I suppose. But anyway, it was good while I was walking, so you've got to keep moving, I think. Yeah, keep moving, brother, keep moving. Yeah, that's good right, way. yeah. So, Proud yeah, of you, Back into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Rainy, Rainin in Canberra. Who's that? Is that um, Jenny or is that? Uh... Oh, let's have a look, brother. Sorry, I just lost it there for a minute. But um, yeah, let's um, let's start off with a um, acknowledgement, eh? Yeah, we'll do. Lost it there. Here we go. Beautiful Musa. Oh. Um, Jenny, it was Jenny, brother. It was she yeah, said yeah. hi guys from Rainy Canberra. Yeah. Um, Peter said good evening, gentlemen. Hello, Pete. He's um he's a beautiful noosa. Oh. I'll be up your way soon. Peter might have to catch up, brother, for a coffee or something. And Leah Johnson said, Hi lads. <laughs> Hello, Leah. Yeah, yeah. Hello, how are you? Yeah, wow. Drop in. Yeah, drop in, is it? Yep. I'm just checking out now. I'm going to put this on. All right. Okay, I'm good. I'm good, mate. Yeah, look. Uh, yes. Um, I'd love to acknowledge country. Uh, first off, uh, I guess where I am at Yugenbeer uh, and Bundjalung country. You're going to be a bit to the north. Well, I think we're on Bundjalung country here at the moment. So, J, JB. Um, also, I'd like to acknowledge... Um, I'd be careful with that too, brother. Yeah, I know. I don't know where the borders are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be you know, careful. Yeah, but we are, you know, like, um, on that, you know, that part of the world, I suppose, where um, the old borders are, don't replicate the new border. I think it depends who you speak to, eh? Yeah, I think so too, mate. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there was such a thing as a, a border, if you like, you know. But yeah. anyway, that's where I am, and I pay my respects yeah, to the custodians of this particular part of the country. Um, I'd have to also pay my respects to my people up in North Queensland, uh, Yidinji country up in Cairns, um, uh, the land of my mum, and also uh, the Torres Strait Islanders, uh, Bardigal people from Bardigal Island and TI. Um, that's the land of my dad. So. Uh, just also I'd like to pay my respects to our elders, past, present, and also emerging. Beautifully said, brother. Beautifully said. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'd also like to just acknowledge um, all traditional custodians, wherever we're meeting, working, playing, um, pay the utmost respect to everyone, and also pay big um, respect to my mob down there, Muddy Muddy people, Southwestern New South Wales, and also. Um, just honour our ancestors and our old people um, for getting us where we are today, brother. Yes. Very so, well said, mate. Well done. And, and there is some sad stuff happening at the moment, brother. I mean, I know I've had a few uh, messages today, you know, from people in lockdown and, um, uh, yeah, look, really struggling at the moment, brother. So Yeah, yeah, know, mate. I think it's... Um... Our hearts go out to them, eh? Oh, definitely, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's just so sad. Some things that we're hearing, I guess. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and look, um, it's just uh, unknowing, you know, not knowing what's going to happen and, and stuff like that. I don't think our our leaders are telling us much either about what's happening. So, um, it's left up to our own devices. We shouldn't be left alone with our thoughts <laughs> sometimes. Well, and yeah. well, I think uh, again, brother. I mean, and like. Um, we got we have got a guest coming on at um, five forty five, and yeah. it's um, Professor Kerry Arabina. Um, I know she knows a lot more about 
uh, this sort of stuff than what I do and mm. I'm happy to hear her input as well, you know, like um, I was just having a yarn to Jackie Bates over in Canada uh, before we come on, CJ, and um, she's just saying how terrible it is over there, you know what I mean? So mm. <clears throat> I think we ne- really need to be able to, um, I don't know, um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, brother. I, you know, like seriously, yeah. um, I think we're all at um, wit's end at the moment, and especially speaking to some of those lads and girls this morning. Mm. Sad, sad times ahead. I think so. Yeah, sad times ahead, mate. Yeah, I know it's. Um, yeah, and I, I guess that's why you know. I guess the more we, the more we reach out to people and um, you know, uh, have a chat about this. I guess a uh, bit of a you know. Um, the yarn about what's happening around the neighbourhood, I guess, in terms of what's happening in Australia. I mean, you're talking to Jackie from Canada and uh, a lot of things happening over there. I think we're all kind of across the world, we're in, in, a, in a similar predicament, I suppose. And um, although I know that I hear that um, the UK and also Europe have opened up their borders and uh, people are travelling around now. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of weird and um, we're getting. We're having um, yeah, some contradictions in terms of um, this COVID in Australia where, you know, um, um, some states are letting it go, some states are really locking down tighter, um, you, know, it's, you know. It's all very difficult to understand, very confusing. Well, it's funny you say that, brother, because that's exactly what Jackie Bates was saying mm. um, about Canada. So, you know, yeah. like um, exactly what you just said then, uh, was one of the messages that she said, and um, you know, like it's, it, it, yeah, it's just hard to, as you said before, our political leaders um, probably give us nothing, um, and it's like, it's like that old saying, you know, like, um, you know, treat me like a, um, a mushroom or whatever it is, and you know, feed me with bullshit, you know what I mean? So mm, keep me dark yeah. and feed me with bullshit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, sure. brother. I mean, it's just really hard, and, and and I think like listening to you know so many people that are struggling, and you know uh, um, they're, they're talking about um, being evicted from you know where they live and no. all that sort of stuff, and they they got work, but they just can't get out to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, true. Yeah, um, true. yeah. I just think it makes it really hard and I, and I think it sort of opens our eyes here brother because like yeah definitely you know, we're, yeah. we're in Queensland and we're sort of okay you know like you know what I mean um yeah we can't go to a lot of other places and so that makes it hard as well for for you know us that are you know, self-employed or whatever and rely on um traveling and those sort of things but Mm. Um, when you hear those other stories, brother, um, it really brings a tear to your eye as well. Well, it does. It does, mate. It does indeed. And, um, you know, that's just the, the result, you know, um, what comes out of not knowing what's going on. And people, you know, there's a lot of contradiction. There's a lot of um, different messages going out there. Um, you know, uh, I, I just, yeah, I just feel for people, especially um, the other side of the border, you know, we live, in, we live in a border town sort of thing and um, they're not able to come over anymore. They might, and as we all know, um, especially in this part of the region, I, I would say the same happens in, you know, Victoria when you've got Albury and Wodonga. Um, you know, they rely on their work, getting to work. That's part of their essential services to get to work and they can't do it, you know, uh, I know a lot of people over the over the border who probably work up here in a whole range of different occupations. Teachers, nurses can't get to work, um, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is, mate. I just it's just um, yeah, it's. I wish if I, if I did, I'd you know, <laughs> would be. But my thinking is, and this is what I've been talking to uh, a couple of mates about, is that look, we just got to look after ourselves, look after our family. You know, um, try to you know um, adapt. I suppose we've got to be adaptable. We, that's, we're great with it. I mean, you know, our people have been always been you know like they say, um, resilient is the word that I hear a lot about um, our mob. Um, and uh, I think that we continue to do that. To continue to you know um, look after each other, look after ourselves, um, because I don't think <clears throat> I don't think this COVID's going away. It's going to 
no way it's going to disappear. So it's about how do we how do we adapt, you know, and how do we get get on with it? I suppose you know we're very sad around central western New South Wales, where you know sixty percent that what I think there was probably when it first hit Dubbo, there was about sixty percent of those um, you know uh, testing positive for COVID were Aboriginal people. Um, so that's a real worry, you know. It is a big. Uh, yeah, it is, and we were worried about it last week, brother. And you know, like um, I don't think it's got any better since. So I mean, it's um, worrying times for everyone. And and, and again, look, well, as you said, I mean, that's what Jackie was saying before over in Canada. You know that um, mm. there's yeah, it's just it's just amazing. And you know, you you said there, you don't think it's going away any any time. Um, in the future, and she said, you know, um, the World um, Health Organization have said, you know, look, we're, we're looking at nine years, you know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, and I think that's when you know we build up our immunity to it, I guess. So, it's a you know, the same with the flu, you know, uh, influenza, you know, it's all about being uh, you know, keeping ourselves healthy, um, like you make, but you know, a lot of our mob do that, we just stay healthy. As healthy as we can be, and um, yeah, it sort of helps us, you know, defend our, you know, defend our bodies, defend ourselves against that sort of stuff. So, and I guess we talk about that a bit, CJ, and we have over the last, you know, like mm. since March 2020 when we first started. You know, we talk about looking after yourself and being able to, you know, um, really get into that. Um, where whichever way we're talking, whether it's physical, mental health, those sort of things. But be able to look after yourself before you can look after anyone else because, um, you know, we really struggle, you know, um, if we don't do that. So, yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah. You know, and if, yeah, mentioning mental health, I think, is a big push on that at the moment. There's a lot happening around mental health um, nationally, I guess. There's a fair bit of, um, you know, um, what do you call it, resources going into that. You know, I think there's uh, a lot of organisations now. Uh, Especially for Aboriginal culture, on the business. Well, look, I, and, and I think you know, like talking to, um, like having a few meetings last week, and you know, talking to people in New South Wales, and you know, in, in the and in and around the justice system as well, CJ. Um, mm. We really have to look at the social emotional well being as well, you know, like and and try and um, link that in, and you know, and. and and, and really look look at ways to help people with their social, emotional, well being, mental health um, as well, and you know, whatever way we need to look at it, brother. You know, so yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, and I, you know, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a concerning thing, I suppose, and we really need to do that. And uh, you know, we've had a lot of people come on, you know, as guests um, on this check in, and. Um, uh, you know, uh, things like what, say, Derek's been doing is, you know, going for that walk, walk about and getting back on country, um, you know, having to think about. And, and also then we've had da um, Dave, I think it is Dave uh, from Stratty. Dr. Dave, yeah, Dr. Dave. Yeah, yeah, mindfulness stuff, you know, practising some of that kind of stuff. And, um, and our good friend Fiona in Melbourne, come on. Fiona as well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she she's had a good position right. as well. So it was been really good stuff, you know, and... Uh, I think we just need to probably um, turn the radio off or turn the telly off and um, do some of that stuff, you know, or go outside yeah. and smell the air and, and, you know, feel the earth and feel, you know, get that connection back happening. And, um, yeah. Know, look, oh, look well, well said, brother, well said, because I think you're spot on with what you're saying. And, you know, um, it, it, again, you know, if we have got the radio, we have got – and I know we have to stay in contact and I know we have to – um, be realistic about it, but we also need to be able to, you know, like um, overcome that fear that's been put into the world today, you know. So mm, it's, about, it's about us all coming together and sticking together. I mean, I know we keep saying it on and we'll keep banging on about it, brother, but uh, mm. I think the only way for us to, you know, move forward from this is to be able to, to actually you know, come together, work together, play together, um, you know, as you said before, I don't see any the, any way of it ending really soon. soon. No, no, no. Hey, there's a few people on there um, we'll yeah. probably want to acknowledge and uh, 
Yeah, you mentioned Jenny. Jenny was at, uh, in Canberra. Peter as well, up on the sunny coast. Um, beautiful Noosa. Uh, Leah Johnson uh, said hi, lads. Um, hi, hi, Leah. Uh, Jackie Bates is watching. Speaking of uh, Jackie Bates, yeah, she's on and she said, good morning, all. Been a while and change has come here. Stay safe. Um, Derek, Derek Wilson, uh, g'day, mate. Uh, how are you? Difficult times. Yes, indeed. Uh, Liz says, in times like these, there are a lot more on our, reader, on our leaders who are our family, friends and community. And uh, no true word, Leah, that's absolutely right. And that's um, yeah, well, interesting. Leah. Yeah. yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a chat about that uh, in a minute. Um, uh, good evening, Eric. Um, Jackie's um, uh, just saying hello to Derek. Um, federally, the government has taken a, a political approach rather than a humanity approach. Um, I'm hearing you, Derek. Simple answer, Charlie. The politicians and media need to stop playing politics. Yes, and it's a bit like that, isn't it? I, I don't know. It's 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 like they're trying to outdo each other or something. It's you know, it's weird. Um, listening to the professor, he thought it might eventually become a strain of cold. Colds are either a rhino or a type of COVID virus. Um, Jackie says that when she was up north. Um, it is isolation, yet it is isolation. Yet the variant is high because people rely on stores and such. I'm considering quitting and going back up. Lots of land medicines there. We bought cedar, sage, sage juniper, uh, pine, and mint. In our homes, it helps. They are related to, to breath and cleansing environments. Linda Rose, hello. G'day. How are you? Hope you're staying safe. Um, Derek says, agree, Charlie, turn the media off, use the time to use technology to yarn with each other and create art, music, etc. Yes, very good. And uh, we used to have small family and community um, and we worked together for all isolated. All isolated. Yeah, uh, look, well, well said, everyone. Um, you know, um, it, it really is about coming together, working together. I mean, there's we need to cooperate with each other and, and, and be in that space, you know what I mean? So, um, and Kerry might have a little bit more to say about that and um, I am pleased to announce that she is um, here and I'll just let her in and we can um, say good afternoon to Professor Kerry Arabina. Hey. Hey, hello there, my fellas. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Hey, Thanks, Gary. Look at look at you. You're new. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Gary? Oh, that's right. You mob aren't in it, are you? <laughs> that's why Charlie's got a big smile on his face. Yeah, that's right. Not in lockdown, Bala. No, no, no. We haven't been locked down uh, for ages. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing day number two hundred and three here in Melbourne at oh. this time, this part mm. of the year. So um, we've become very, very um, at-home people during this COVID time and during winter. It's just very, very hard to get out of the house. But, um, you know, it's licorice tea time of the afternoon, good people. So that's what I'm doing. Good choice. Good choice. Yes, I do like a bit of licorice. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, so welcome, Kerry. Thanks for coming back. We had a yarn probably around about a year ago, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon 12 yeah. months ago. Um, so welcome so. back. Lovely Tell us a little bit about what's happening for you in the last 12 months. Wow, so much has happened, actually. Um, well, as we know, I moved out of a university into um, a business. I really believe that being entrepreneurial is absolutely aligned with our people's hearts and our minds and the work we've been doing with Ignite is to um, really help to facilitate Indigenous to Indigenous trade around Australia and the world. So we've been able to found this incredible organisation called Ignite and we have already started to negotiate free trade agreements into um, the UK There'll be others into Indonesia, into Europe as they come on. And as part of that, we've been able to facilitate some of the discussions needed with DFAT, with the Department of Agriculture, with energy producers, who are among our people, who are just extraordinary. 
And here they are making some fantastic um, gains in these new areas that are coming on board and will potentially provide opportunities for new employment and new business going forward. So we're really, really excited by what's happening in that space. Um, down here in Victoria, we've been um, working with the Kinaway Chamber of Commerce. And so we've been really focusing on building up women's opportunity and uh, women's ability to engage in entrepreneurship. And so we've set up Sisters in Business, which has been really deadly. And um, I'm just too busy, however, to go on all the self-care days that they have. Oh, well, <laughs> But uh, too busy to go on a day spa trip with all you women, so miss out on that one. But I've made sure that next time I won't do that at all. Yeah. And on other kind of exciting news, we've been doing some really interesting projects lately, um, focusing in on peer researchers because we've set up the Australian Peer Researcher Association. I've gone back to school and I'm learning how to be a coach. Me and Robin Forrester, another deadly woman out there who's very well known <laughs> to my brother Charlie here. Yeah. And, um, and also then um, setting up the Australian Indigenous Coaching Institute and doing a whole lot of online courses and um, supporting people in the best way we know how, which is what we need to do, even though it's really, really hard. Mm. I think anything that we can do which is really positive and uplifting is a step in the right direction and so yeah. for anyone who's feeling really isolated at the moment feeling a bit alone unable to reach out and engage just know that we're all here we've been through these kinds of extremes before and we will do it again absolutely we're proud strong resilient people and i'm so proud of all of us yeah yeah, yeah it's very well said i mean lot to do a lot over the last 12 months then Kerry it's very interesting stuff that you're doing and um yeah now it's um now it's good I, I I really you know it's it's about taking making use of the time um of yes. what we're doing when we're not really doing much you know uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. so you know I've tried to read books got bored I've watched everything I possibly can on Netflix bored again I've got uh, things that actually make me really happy at the moment. I got given these two old horses, hey? The old fella across the road doesn't like them. Well, he can't. it's not that he doesn't like them, but he's just had a whole series of personal setbacks, which mean that he can't look after them anymore. So yeah. I've been going over there trying to pour my love into these horses, but they just don't care unless I've got a feed for them, which is hilarious. And, um, and the other thing that I'm really enjoying doing is just getting out in the garden and um, gardening and growing our own fruit and veggies and produce. And there's, um, there's a lot of satisfaction in pulling something oh. fresh that's grown out of our own garden. Yeah, really, yeah, very really. very much so. Very good, yeah. yes. Mm. So doing a lot of that kind of work at the moment too. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's great, yeah. Actually, I picked up some uh, strawberry punnets the other day and... Uh, I think, yeah, going to throw them in the in my garden, see how they go. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I love hey. just graze as you're gardening, so it's just yeah. a beautiful <laughs> thing to do. Hey, hey brother, yes. am I still waiting for me mushroom soup off you? I've still oh, got it here, buddy, waiting for you. It's all in the freezer. It's waiting for you. You saved me this morning. Huh? <laughs> you saved me this morning. I did see you this morning, true, but did yeah. I have mushroom soup on me? No. Yeah, you could have been a little <laughs> bit more thoughtful, brother. Well, apparently my son's just got a Thermomix and uh, he's all deadly now for the bloody banana bread. He just can't get enough. I said, here, look out here. He's saying, I'll cook all of the... Um, We'll, we'll have a look um, at all of the stuff to do with uh, this Thermomix cooking. So I said, you should start your own cooking show, my boy. Make yeah. us all wild for that sticky date bloody pudding with that really nice cream on it, salted caramel. Oh, mm. yeah, oh no. I developed a that, that, might, um, that might add a few more kilos on for ice. <laughs> 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 
He's a big lad anyway, but that would just make him even more solid. So yeah. <laughs> I like Kerry. Like I only have to think about those sort of things and put on weight. So oh yeah. man, I've been just really yeah. It's been very very difficult in lockdown, just not getting into that sweet tooth situation. But oh yes, yeah. yeah. Can we it's stop talking good. about stop talking about food? I'm on my first day of a fast, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been had anything to eat. That's the thing, eh? Everyone starts yarning off about food as soon as you can't eat it. It's like, oh, that's so tasty. Oh, yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, well, good that you're looking after yourself there, Bella. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Look after yeah we've got a few people that have got a few comments here. So, <laughs> um, not about food, I don't think. But anyway, yeah. Derek Wilson said, G'day, Kerry. So, Derek um, down in Hello, Melbourne, Kerry. Um, he said, Ignite. Org is deadly. Yep. Um, Leah Johnson said, see you, lads. Keep up the amazing work. And Derek said, Kerry, I've heard a bit about Ignite on ABC Breakfast and about the sisterhood through my partner. Yeah. Said, Derek, so Kerry might be able to tell us a little bit about that in a minute. And Melinda said, Kerry has, a, has an amazing smile. It, li it literally picks up your mood. Oh, beautiful. Oh, thank hey. you, dear. See, and I'll tell you what, she's got an even better better hug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about being six foot tall and slightly overwhelming and the ability to pick people up a little bit too. It's just like a great big mama bear hug that you haven't had for a long time. So, yeah, very, very good. Uh, very good. And, yes, thermo mixes are bloody awesome. I can't afford one yet. I don't know how my boy did it, but nonetheless, he is in love with it. But I can't retire my husband. So when he first moved in with me, when he first moved in with me, he reckoned, when does the bin go out? I said, I don't know. That's not my job. What's for dinner? I don't know. Not my job. So I immediately just gave him all of the house duties to do because I had done that for 20 years, sick of it now, and he is so awesome in the kitchen. But yeah. I think thought of having a Thermomix replace him means that Robert's got to get out there and do more work. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have to say too, Kerry, the amazing work that David has done on the property and I've seen all the updates and all that sort of stuff, just amazing work. So I'm going to give the, the big the big fella um, a big thumbs up there with all the, with all the stuff he's been doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look here, someone reckon, yep, she definitely can't cook. And I can't. I really can't. I just get easily distracted. It was Robin. Robin Forrester. Saying, Robin oh, Forrester's on. She heard her name and she yeah, said, I'm going right. on. Well, see, as soon as the Thermomix come out there, it's Yeah, all, someone's talking. <laughs> Someone Never mentioned Thermomix. One day I might, yeah, one day I might <laughs> stop working and building up businesses and building an empire and just, um, you know, calm down and cook. Maybe that's, <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Very good slogan. That won't happen. not going to happen. No. Oh, no, it's not. I'm just so enjoying being in business. I really, really am. Yeah. You can't oh, drive either. Robin said you can't drive either. I've only nearly killed her once, but tell, ask her about the trip back from Melbourne after we'd gone down to see some show that finished up at 10 o'clock at night. We had to get back before next morning. Oh, my days. Anyway, I, that was quite the drive. I, I think she might have fainted because she's gone, so... Yeah. She no, said she wants to watch the replay. No, she I go must say, Kerry, yeah. you, you gave me a lift to the airport. I don't remember it being um, anyways Very out of the ordinary. So. No, that's right, my brother, because I always stick to the limit. I always drive incredibly safely. Even <laughs> if you go looking around. <laughs> um, it's just such a long way to anywhere here where you've got to try, go and try to um, get to a meeting. And then yeah. sometimes I forget how far my house is away from um, from the city. And then by the time you get into the city, just the traffic. I don't know how people – I do not know how cab drivers and others do it. It's just too much for me. So love being yeah. out there cut a little bit. Yeah. It's good. Now, Kerry, yeah. we've got a question for you. I've got an old mate of mine, Dave Street, um, Streety. He said, hi, Kerry, what area are you coaching in? Is it in business, coaching? Also, love your smile. No. Watch out for Streety too. He's a bit of a um, ladies' man, so. 
<laughs> oh, that's all right. He can, Good on you. He can get around me. I enjoy a little bit of heavy flirtation. <laughs> <laughs> Makes an old girl feel good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the big fella's not there. No, he's not. See, I'm sitting in my office at the moment. The big yeah. fella's off over there, although he he gets around. It's all the little old nonnas who just love him. They say, Yeah, my boy, come here. And they try to get him to pick up stuff and put it up on the shelf because he's such a yeah. big tall lad. He's but, yeah, um, about six foot eight. So he's about oh. six foot eight, bless him. I feel like a little girl <laughs> next to him. So nice. I feel like a little lady. <laughs> Very good. But um, oh, hilariously. <laughs> uh, so in terms of what we're coaching, I've got a website called Carabina Coaching. At this point, what we're doing is a whole lot of group coaching um, for people who are learning about cultural determinants of health about how to work as a first responder in emergency department contexts and settings. We've also then got some um, executive coaching opportunities. We do disc assessments for people, but mostly um, it will be business coaching, particularly through Ignite. So a lot of our businesses at the moment have been really heavily impacted on by the pandemic. It's been hard as some of them have turned to hibernation or turned their business off because a lot of our work is around face-to-face -face contact with people. Mm. It's been very difficult to do the digital pivot um, and we've managed to kind of do that where a lot of our work and workshops can be done online because we're doing a lot of research work through Carabina Consulting. Um, but with Business Coaching and Ignite, what we're going to do is really help people get ready for export. So there's a whole raft of different services, products, opportunities that will come to export from an Australian context overseas. And at the moment, I'm really looking to um, facilitate that care for country and what it is that we can do in that space and what we might be able to produce from First Nations people that will be of benefit to a wide range of other Indigenous peoples in different countries and continents. So from Ignite the other day, we put out a joint statement with our friends and colleagues in New Zealand, as well as with Canada and other um, places in Northern America, and setting companies up for investment and also then um, enterprise through environmental stewardship, really. And so that is um, really exciting. And another question over here is, um, another one question over here is where am I located? So I'm sorry, everyone, I'm down in Victoria at the moment in lockdown central. I live a little bit outside of town, but um, in terms of all the coaching work that I'm doing, we're working through the Life Coaching College, which is also based down here in Victoria, but does courses all over Australia. And even though they're mostly non-Indigenous peoples, what I'm really there for is a lot of the content, the skills and the tools that we can indigenize going forward. And there's a lot of people there who are so excited that we've set up our own coaching institute and then to teach people how to be coaches is what we're going to do through that agency. And uh, I've really started to write a little couple of little blog papers and discussion papers now mm. about transitioning from case management through to coaching, because we're not cases to be managed. Um, we're really, really, um... oh, there's our lovely friend from Wales. She's walking. Yes, good memory. Good memory. Hello, yes. darling. I think last time she gave me some really good advice about sleeping, because we were talking about how difficult sleeping was for me at that point. It's yes, kind nice. of improved a bit, I think, just because it's cold now. And uh, yeah, I like to sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Exciting times, really, you know, and, mm. uh, yeah, so good, so good. Um, it's always been, like, I've always been involved with the business. So I think our, my little business celebrated 10 years um, last week. Oh, um, congratulations. Yeah, a little uh, pizza shop over in North Stradbrook Island. So it's been there for 10 oh, years. Lovely. and uh, My son's been um, managing that at the moment. And, uh, oh, so, yeah, it's yeah. been, you know, and I think there's a lot of people, a lot of our people doing some great things in business. So it's um, awesome, awesome to Absolutely. see. And, uh, yeah. yeah. There was something about um, turning up for a salary 
that I just couldn't do anymore. I wasn't mm. enjoying the work. It wasn't offering me much. And although it was a very hard salary to walk away from, gee, I'm pleased that I did. I feel so much more aligned with who I am inside of myself. And mm. uh, the kind of work that I'm doing now, I'm, I'm paying myself quite a low amount, but growing up this scaling the business at this time. Um, yes. So staff um, across two continents and um, doing some good work in both of those regions. Um, we do little things like lunch and learns on Fridays where we have invited guests come in and do little talks for us or yep. someone might talk about one of our projects and that kind of thing. So I really find the opportunity to do the learning and to make good contributions through business is something mm. that um, is not well recognised yet, particularly for women in business, because a lot of us do not do the civil contracts or the engineering works or the road works as such. Yes. Engaged in the caring kind of services and the like. Um, but we have got a couple of cafe owners and they're doing great jobs, but really heavily impacted on by the pandemic. So we're really talking now about how we can buy from each other there's an old saying about keeping $1 circulating in the community for 30 days. If you can manage that, then you're creating a circular economy. And so now we're starting to buy off each other and promote each other's businesses. And what I love about being in business is you can have your kids involved and it's not nepotism, it's called legacy building. And the other thing I really like about it is that um, there is just so many chances to get up and you're using your own steam it's your own self you have yep. to force yourself to get up there and do stuff and um yeah it's really really amazing i really enjoy it a lot it's hard but love it. mm. yes a lot of a lot of satisfaction i think out of out of all of that yeah that's right beautiful sir beautiful yeah. sir. yeah we've got patrick wayne on from um townsville hello brother boy and he said it's um, Rufus Rufus Wagner's birthday today. He's nine years old. Well, yeah. Happy birthday, though, Rufus. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yes. <laughs> and it was um, Patrick's birthday a couple of weeks ago, so I'm going to say happy birthday again to him as well. Yeah, good on you, Patrick. Happy Fantastic. birthday, mate. There is another little question down here saying, is the coaching available to women's health workers and those who work on the front line? Absolutely. We've got different kinds of coaching programs and packages that we're putting together. We also have um, a really, I think it's incredible because no one was publishing my work. So I said, bugger it, I'll set up my own publishing house. So I did. So now we've got Carabina Coaching, Carabina Consulting and Carabina Publishing. But we're just doing a great big piece of work on family violence at the moment, particularly in pandemic times. And what we've found is that there are so many of our people out there on the front line that are finding it really, really difficult because whilst we've got an epidemic of infectious disease, we've also got a silent epidemic around the experiences of stress, of um, self-harm, and also of people expressing their behaviours in ways that um, lead to violence. And a lot mm. of who are making the phone calls through our first time, um, their first time experienced if this happening in the households. So what we're no. doing through our um, coaching program, I'm just filming it all now, but we've got a little self-care course with about 11 lessons in it. Um, and we've got a workbook for people to work through in order to make themselves up a self-care plan that they can put, put into place. And so we're just making this widely available for everyone free of charge because, again, we're all in lockdown. We don't know what else to do, but we're not going to be bystanders watching some of our frontline staff have to deal with all of these different things like increases in family violence, like mm. seeing people who are in incredible distress because all of their lives have been knocked around. And so um, hopefully we'll be able to promote this little self-care lesson and everyone can have access to it and develop something up for themselves. Which would, would we be able to get that um, link to that to put it on? Um, Absolutely. So that, you know, if there's yeah. anybody out there that needs it, 
um, yep. able to Absolutely. access that. That'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Me and hey, CJ at... might need that as well, I think. So Yeah. Look, the um, lessons are only about seven seven minutes long max, but what they do is yeah. give you a bit of an overview on what to think about so that you're really clear yourself about what you're putting into your self-care plan. Mm. And it's all those things about putting the step in the right direction. We've got to build each other up. And um, there are some of our people who are doing it incredibly tough at the moment and they're hard up against the cultural loads that we carry anyway. But during these kind of big experiences of natural disasters, of um, pandemic environments, um, of the changing nature of work, it's all just really disruptive. Mm. And we've got to find some way um, of being able to um, yeah, do that kind of stuff. Well said. Well said. We've got a couple more comments there too as well. Um, Letitia had said yes to the legacy building. You would have met Letitia when you were up on the Gold Coast. Um, yeah, beautiful girl. She was on um, a few weeks ago. Yep. Thanks, Letitia. Derek Wilson said money, KPIs isn't what life is about, isn't what life work. It's got to have meaning and positivity. Van mm. said, Kerry, loving your work on the beach. It's so hard to listen pro uh, properly. People keep stopping to talk, so we'll give you <laughs> our full attention later today. Thanks, yeah. Jan. Um, and Melinda Rose said, so true, Kerry, and violence between youth is on the rise. Definitely mm. a problem here in the Mallee. In, in the Mallee, yeah. yeah. Melinda's in um, Mildura, so, yeah. So, yep. well said. And... We've got Leah back, and she said, once again, I asked the question of community, and I'm not sure how this conversation has outcomes for community. It sounds more like a business plug. Cool. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for your forthrightness there, my sissy. Yes, Leah, Leah, yeah. Thank you, Kerry. Um, and Derek says, thank you, Kerry. My partner will be interested. The increase in family violence is creating a huge impact, both emotionally as well as as well as well resources. So, um, you know, uh, it certainly is a real concern, I suppose, you know, the rising um, uh, incidence of this stuff that ha that's happening in the home. So, uh, and, I, you know, everyone's stressed. Everyone is stressed. And, um, yeah. You know. Well, well CJ, was... I mean, this is a thing, and, and this is what we keep talking about, brother, is that mm. we, we have to be in this together to come through it. And yep. we have to stick together. So... You know, if if, if we if, if we're putting that in and doing that, well, then mm. we're going to um, be able to. Um, we know what other people are feeling. Then you know, mm. if we're mm. stuck on the outer and not being in community, and mm. and, and I know how much um, Kerry loves being in community. So um, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. Um, it's, it's just hard in these times, and I think that we, you know, mm. um, if, if we get we can stick together and you know um, be together, I think it's going to go a long way to help them with our situations. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do, even though it's, um, you know, sometimes, uh, um, you know, for instance, that where where I'm, my business is located on Australia is an Aboriginal community there. They're the Nurnakal people, so uh, mm. on controversial land. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, we provide a really good service for our community. Um, you know, I think that um, we get a lot of feedback around that as well. Um, mm. So it's, you know, it's very important, very important that uh, we look after each other, I suppose, you know what I mean? And uh, yep. help along the way, provide some advice. Um, you yep. know, uh, uh, especially with people who have got, you know, some ideas about where they want to go and what they want to do. And uh, I think that that's always important. We need to have that mentoring, that coaching stuff that happens, you know. Mm. Uh, and also, you know, the, the console as well, you know, being able to speak to someone about uh, our mental health, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, things we're struggling yeah. with at the moment. So I think it's uh, can so I, important. Can I jump in there, brother, because... Mm. This is something that um, we're all really passionate about and it, this is about, you know, having role models, having um, mentors, mm. these sort of things because we all need it. We all, we, as we keep saying, we've all got a story to tell. Mm. We all need someone to listen to that story. Yep. And, and if we're able to do that, that goes a long, long way to helping people. Mm. 
with their different mm-hmm. situations. So, and I get it, everybody's in a different situation. Um, mm-hmm. You can't judge, you know, one and look at another. This is about us all individual cases, but we all have a story to tell and we all need that story to, um, to be listened to. So, mm-hmm. you know, and if we can do that, it goes a long, long way to be able to help each other. Mm. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of our work is now focused. We're doing a lot of work with um, hospital services, with the organisations that teach people about how to um, engage with our communities. We've got um, ethics approved work that we're doing now through a consulting company rather than through a university. We're engaging our own peers in doing this kind of work. I've always been of the opinion if I have got an issue or a problem in my life, I go and talk to my coach. I don't roll up to my case manager. Mm. We're not cases to be managed. I'm a reformed social worker who did a lot of work in community and child protection, and I can see now the benefits of being able to do parent coaching with people will have a really strong impact on what that's like um, through First Thousand Days Australia work as much as it is to teach GPs about the ways in which they can facilitate good outcomes for our families, rather mm. than having kids hemorrhaging over into the child protection service system. So I think that that's a really important strategy and that's why we're really focusing in on coaching. And of course, there's all kinds of different opportunities for mentoring and those kinds of relationships. When mm. I first turned up to do coaching, I was amazed. I thought, would be coming to me for my advice. I was going to sit there on a hill with my little, you know, guru outfit on and people would come up for a yarn. Never. That's not going to happen in coaching because coaching isn't about giving advice. It's about asking powerful questions so that people can choose for themselves the action and strategy that they want to take that's important for their life. Mm. And so changing from providing advice to asking questions which is a really strong move towards self-determination because we've all got the resources that we need us for our lives. We're all doing that and the kinds of actions and activities that might be ways of meeting an outcome. But um, all of them are strategies that we've learned and we can learn strategies, but you've got to have the opportunity to know how to do that. And that's something that we're really, really excited by. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Yeah, well said, well said. Mm. Uh, we've got a few, look, we've got a heap of uh, comments going on here, so I'm just going to read a couple more out. Derek Wilson said, thank you, Kerry. My partner will be interested. The increase mm. in family violence is creating a huge impact, both emotionally as well as resources. Yeah, well said, Derek, and um, yeah. absolutely. Um, and can I just say something yep. on that comment? So, Derek, I think that's a really important point. Because the other thing, what's happening now is when we're talking about family violence, there's something in our minds that just go immediately to men are perpetrating this against Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women and children. That's not the case. What we're really focusing in on is violence as the enemy, not who perpetrates it. There are a whole range of reasons why people are stressed or doing what it is that they do but working to resolve those issues and create harmony in families mm. is something that we're also really keen on doing. I read this piece the other day about rageaholic mothers and how it's a trauma response. And you know, like I just remember those years I spent screaming at the kids to get in the car, to get to school, to get the clothes on, to do this, to pick up the towel, blah, 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 blah. You know, all of that. And, um, and I had to come to a realisation that there was a very strong time in my life where I was a rageaholic. That was my answer for everything. And um, to think about that now is, is difficult. Sharing it is even more difficult. But there are different kinds of violences that happen to us. And a lot of it is not just about men to women. It's around young people who are addicted to ice or to um, methamphetamines who flog up the house and um, single mums might be there and they're scared for themselves but also scared to ring up people to come and do house maintenance because it will make them housing um, insecure going forward. 
There's other sorts of violences that are occurring now, and it's because of stress and all the stresses, or it's a trauma response. So I think if we could have a different lens over the top of it, it would really be so powerful. Yeah. And can I just jump in there too? I mean, um, we've done a little bit of work over the last few years, Kerry, you know, with the Mibbon um, Bar in the first 1,000 days and how much our fellas want to be involved in yeah. their fam- in, with their families in the formation of those, especially in the early years. Um, and, and sometimes, it, you know, it's, it, it's not allowed. It's not, uh, you know, mm. it's, it's, not their, it's not their fault. And, and yeah. we, we found out a lot, um, you know, doing interviews and these sort of things that, and, and just yarning to our fellas again and mm. we find out that they really do want to take responsibility and they do want to be in in um, their, their children's lives, you know what I mean? Yep. And, and, again, there's good and bad in everyone. So, you know, like mm. we, we don't – we're not naive enough to think that it's it's every male wants to be in their family's life, but there are still some good fellas out there that want to actually be um, in their kids' lives and 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 be that father that they that they haven't been allowed to be, if you like. Yeah, yeah. and for me, um, I lose <coughs> a lot of relationships when I was young, and you know I'm about to become a grandma again in a couple of weeks' time. So excited! Congratulations. But, um, Okay. I'm not Aren't they the best? It, I'm, I'm not meant to say it publicly, but anyway. I'm, <coughs> there's no one else. There's a few uh, secrets. No. We'll just keep it <laughs> between <laughs> us, eh? How about we do that? Yeah, that's right. But in my younger years, I think I mistook shared trauma as a good basis for a relationship. And it's it's not. It is healing and the process of becoming healed. Shared trauma isn't a or, or an understanding of someone else's trauma is not a good reason to get into a relationship with someone. I learnt that a couple of mortgages and a couple of kids after, but um, you learn the lesson and then you get on and find the man of your dreams in your 40s. Thank goodness that happened. And, um, you know, we've celebrated over 10 years together now, which is just lovely. And the basis of our relationship now is about healing and about acceptance, not about drama and all of the need for significance and connection that comes with some of these um, relationships where you just go, oh, man, you know, beyond the trauma, um, what is there? And you've really got to be able to answer that question with honesty and sincerity, I think. Otherwise, if you are in these kind of stressful situations, it is just so difficult um, to find a way forward together. And um, I'm really grateful to everyone who can do that. Um, for their families, for their own sense of well-being, but also the well-being of their kids. So congrats to everyone who's really holding the line like that. It's a tough one and men need to be thought about um, in their own individual circumstances, not all lumped in together. And uh, in this family violence paper that I'm currently working on, we talk about the rape permissive cultures in Parliament House in exclusive um, private school settings and corporates, but most of the places where our men have purposefully been locked out of and denied access to. So, you know, what what does that actually talk about? What does that actually say? Um, there's so many different ways in which we can live a life, and um, some of us are better at it than others because we're able to find meaning in what it is that we do and how we do it. I find a lot of meaning in work. Other people find a lot of meaning in relationships or a lot of meaning in culture or in community. So I think that that's so critically important to not judge anyone walking with. Um, and you know, lateral violence is another form of violence that um, yeah. we don't we don't often talk about, or you know, but we all carry the wounds of it too. So. You know, a lot of ways we can wound each other, but it's probably better to think about the ways that we can celebrate and lift each other up. Mm. No, you're right. And, uh, you know, I think that um, sometimes we can only do what we can do in terms of, yeah. you know, controlling things and, and you know, control ourselves more than, more, <laughs> more than anything. Situation, you know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of... Okay, how do I react to this? Um, yeah. You know, uh, and what do I do? And... What if I do this? What's going to be the 
you know, repercussions, what's going to happen. So, uh, well, yeah. well said, brother, well said. Kerry, can I ask you a question? Now, there's a lot of work going on around masculinity. Um, ah, can yeah. you tell us a little bit about your um, take on, on this, please? Well, funny you should ask that, Jack. I think you and I um, did a lot of work, again, with First Thousand Days in Bar on the development of the Our Men, Our Shields document. And that was purposefully written from a child's perspective about what it is that they wanted in their lives around that beautiful masculine energy. And I think that that is just still, to this day, I get goosebumps reading it. Um, I'm just seeing if there's one. Actually, just hold that thought. Yes. <coughs> Strangely, I have someone... Yeah, she's popped back in. ...in there, which is really, really amazing. Um, but it's actually really, really important to um, think about these messages of belonging and hope from a child's perspective. Because what we tried to do then was talk about um, every Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander child can rightfully expect to receive love and care from men in their family who have their role and identity as key contributors to the health, wealth and well-being of our households, acknowledged, supported, celebrated and sought after, particularly in the facilitation of positive generational change for our families and our children. And there are 10 kind of, or 14 really strong statements along those lines. And it was really powerful when we did that work with child and maternal health nurses, for example, was like, well, you're talking about child and maternal health, where are fathers? How did this baby come to be? Is this another, is this a little baby Jesus at all? Because, you know, immaculate conception or something, there are all somewhere along the line. But how are we as institutions responding to that? And we wanted the men to acknowledge for their role in the truth and how that has been disrupted by non-Indigenous for access to leaders. You cannot have First Nations people who say, I'm following the root basis of the system that's been moving of their fathers, which is their lands and their waterways without imagining that men have got incredible capacity for reverence for things that are really just so powerful and beautiful about fertility and good nutrition and soil quality. Up there in the forest, the Teramuki Muki, followed in the footsteps of the And that's about the fact that we all live on small islands with with little amount of soil. And you had to that as a productive meant that spent a lot of time. Men also were women, first nation women, had their own song lines, their storylines, their own ceremonies, their own knowledge systems, their own ways of having their own their own We were never goods and chattels. And so what I think's happened is that we've got the singular definition of what our men all sorts of responses when you're talking about violence for our purpose. What's he Helping him achieve in terms of what his masculinity is being. What is his and I think that um, we need to really find places for our men's soft, kind, nurturing, beautiful masculinity. Not only for our society, but for our country. The reason why I say that is because a lot of the dedication into the feral animals, we've had a lot of you know, being is because of this Am I cutting Yeah, cutting out a little bit. CJ? You're, CJ, you're on mute. 
Yeah, I am on mute. So there were cutting out. I was just seeing some messages now from some of the listeners there. Uh, they say it might be the service or something. Yeah. Oh, darling. The service looks pretty good, but the, like the yeah. – but I don't know. Maybe it maybe it was. But you were cutting out a little yeah. bit there. But thanks so much for um, uh, your your take on that because um, we were looking forward to that. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a couple of blogs, and there's that first thousand days work that is really really important to um, to get offline. We might put that up on the, up online if we can as well. Um, so that would be really, really good. And then we put mm -hmm. in place some um, some different kind of care strategies for people during this time through Carabina Consulting. So we have um, set out something called Duna Days, which is eight days a year. No one needs to come in with a doctor's certificate. If it's too friggin' hard to get out of bed because it's the safest place that you can be, or you just need to spend some time sitting in the sunlight um, decompressing. I've created now additional um, leave entitlements and we've called those Duna Days. Um, and so that's now part of all of our contracts. Uh, we can use it for extended parental leave for people who are LGBTQI plus who work with us. Um, it's just one of those ways in which we can really recognise um, and support people through these really difficult times. Mm. So hopefully um, it's something that all of our organisations and businesses can do. Yep. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great. You're right. That's, um, you know, uh, you're doing some great work. It's just amazing. And, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, all of that, what you've talked about is, is really important, um, especially for that unit, you know, that family, that, everyone um as we talked about and jb's uh shakti said there about you know in the home you're not in a home and uh, you need help reach out and um you know certainly yeah, yeah you know get on to your, your your nearest or your best friend and family member or something to just have a chat about how things are going i mean we all shouldn't be you know not everyone should be uh you know having this sort of these issues i guess but there is this is very stressful times it's um we don't know um Lots of things have happened that uh, out of our hands, out of our control, we can't, you know, manage it. All we know is that we can manage ourselves, I think. And, yeah. Uh, we realise that we need to manage how we react to those things. Yeah, well, well said, brother. Well said. And, mm. and you're right. Everyone is hurting in their own different ways. So we need to mm. be mindful of that as well, you know. So, yeah. so be mind, be, be caring, you know. So, yeah. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Look, it's always, it's been a pleasure again, Kerry, to catch up with you and, uh, so much has happened over the last 12 months. It's just amazing. You've just... Uh, Absolutely. You know, yeah, you've created more... Too, by the way. Yes. I, just, I had oh, this great big mane and then I just went, no, nah, that's it. I'm sick of this COVID hair. I was trying to grow out the <laughs> And I just yeah. said, no, nah, I can't do this anymore. I'm just looking... Yeah. Anyway, nah. so I cut oh. all the hair off, which has been wonderful. I can't believe how liberating it was. So, yeah, very, very good. <laughs> Anyway, my bullets, yeah. I just yeah. adore you both so much. Thanks to everyone for listening in. I'm yes. really, really excited by seeing um, where you all are in another year's time, perhaps. We'll jump online again and have another yes. good yarn with you. But uh, ah. keep strong and stay deadly, my brothers. You are just two awesome men, and um, <laughs> I really, really enjoy hanging out with the pair of you. Can yeah, I just say, uh, on a personal note, I would um, just like to thank you, Kerry, for all your help with um, my masters, and you were my principal supervisor. So, um, yeah. and as I've said, and I said it, uh, I wrote it in there that I wouldn't have got it through without you. So, thank you for all your support and help. So, well, darling, I cannot believe this this beautiful concept of First Nations fathering is such an empowering one and it's our men's right and responsibility to grow and define what that is no one else's mm. and i am so proud of you jack you have just gone through hell and high water to make that really really happen and uh i don't i think you're probably oh no um i was going to say you're probably my last master's student <laughs> now, not in the university sector anymore but actually through my business this is amazing i've just um, I'm paying for a full scholarship for a master's student to do a master's in public health. 
So $45,000 for anyone who wants to do a two-year scholarship. And uh, again, I just really believe in um, building up that education, building up our opportunities to be in the world like we're meant to be. We're, yeah. we're, we're grounded people in a particular place, but um, as with what happened on Murray Island with the Marbo ruling, one of our grandfathers there, um, Atea Rice, was one of the plaintiffs. And he taught me something that has become a profound teaching for me. And this might be a really lovely way for me to finish up on because I can't think about it without crying. But he just said to me, um, I mean, he was a school teacher and man, he was sharp. You know, you had to turn up every time if he said something. Um, but he cried afterwards because we'd gone back up to Murray Island uh, 16 years after the actual um, Marbo case had come through. And we'd read all the transcripts when I was there at IATSIS. And when we went up to do the filming, he said to us, um, we said, thank you so much. And he started crying. And uh, that's hard for me anyway, when old man starts crying, you think, mm. um, but he also said that what I did, I didn't just do for the Rice family or for Murray Island or for the Torres Straits. I did this for the whole world. And you just think, well, that's my DNA. That is mm. our ancestral DNA. There is a very strong desire to make sure that we can meet all of our ancestral obligations. And for Torres Strait Islanders, we are both deeply grounded in one place and we are everywhere. And that's how I'm choosing to be in this life. So whilst we all have community, I have community upon community upon community upon community upon community, and I'm just so blessed. So thank you so much for your time, everyone. Lovely to catch up with my two favourite brothers for a good yarn. <laughs> and um, if you want some more on the Ignite site, um, have a look on, follow us on social media and see what we're up to. And, uh, yeah, if you've got the 300 million idea that you've just wanted to heave up off the ground but haven't had any backing for it, we're there to support you 110% of the way. <laughs> Good on you. Well done. No worries, everyone. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. Have a fantastic week. Yeah. Take care. Over now for now. All yeah. right, then, everyone. Yeah, Bye. Yo.